0: So with all the craziness of 2020, and now it is November, we have to start thinking about holiday shopping, right? I mean, I've kind of got my list together and I have my go-tos, but I have one special company I really want to give a shout out to this holiday season. It's called F-A-H-E-R-T-Y F-A-H-E-R-T-Y.com. They're amazing. It is men and women's clothing as well as accessories and their mission is incredible they love giving back their quality is really something that you just don't find every day and i wanted to introduce them to you and also i'm excited because they have given us the whole fearlessly facing 50 community 25 percent off for your holiday shopping which is pretty incredible So last week, I think I was recording in one of their flannel shirts because it was chilly. And today, it's this beautiful day, unseasonably warm here in Connecticut. And I have on just one of their Henleys. It's just a go-to for me. And everything I put on (laughs) and everything my husband puts on from Faraday is like a big warm hug. It truly is. So check out their brand, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y.com. And when you check out, you just put in Fearlessly Facing 50. 50 is spelled out. And you will get a 25% discount on anything you order. So thanks so much, Faraday, for just helping get everyone in the holiday spirit and for just being true to who you are and giving us exceptional quality at all times. Happy holidays, everyone. I hope you'll take advantage of the savings. Hey there, I'm Amy Schmidt and welcome to this episode of the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. Thanks for joining in. I don't know where you're listening, what part of the world, what part of the country you're in, but you know what? It's a beautiful day here in New England and I'm kind of savoring this and wishing I could bottle it for February. It's about 70 degrees Fahrenheit here and just fantastic on this November day. So I wanted just to give a little shout out to a program that I just launched The program has been in the works for quite a while and I'm so excited to officially have launched it. Uh, You can find it on my website, fearlesslyfacing50.com, 50 is spelled out, and then you just backslash mentorship and you can find it there. Or if you go to fearlesslyfacing50.com, the main page, and you scroll down about midway through the first page, you'll see a section there that says work with Amy about mentorship. You know, I talk a lot about the power of mentors in my life and along my journey and how important I think it is to have mentors along your journey, to help you gain clarity and focus around goals and things that you want to accomplish because I don't know about you, but for me, there have been times that I have felt stuck and utilizing mentors and having them in my life is so important. I'm officially launching a mentorship program. We meet a few times, we talk about goals, we talk about your journey, We create your highlight reel and we propel you forward into a new challenge, a new opportunity, whatever that looks like for you and your story. Through this mentorship program, you also engage and uh, get to meet an incredible community of others, of other women. You know how many commonalities we share at this point in our journey. So it's a great way to get you started, to propel you forward, to take that next challenge and Cannonball with Confidence. So please check it out. It's on my website, fearlesslyfacing50.com backslash mentorship. So today's guest is really special to me. You know, I have followed Aegist for quite a while. I don't know if you have, but if you haven't, make sure you check it out. A-G-E-I-S-T. And you know, today I have with me a male guest, (laughs) which I know some people are saying, Amy, are you interviewing men now? Absolutely. Because you know what? The insight and wisdom that David shares about his journey, um, some of the times where he has felt self-doubt and stuck and those same types of feelings that we have as women. But as you'll hear in the dialogue, it's a little bit different. So David launched Aegist a while ago after being a professional photographer around some of the top brands in the world. You know, he was looking at age and he was photographing all these younger people, these millennials, and saying, Wow, what about this age group, this over fifty group that are actively engaged? Um, they're, you know, they're contributing to society in so many incredible ways. So I encourage you to sit back and enjoy my conversation and being introduced to the incredible David Harry Stewart. All right. Well, I am excited today about this podcast, and I know I I pushed a little bit about it before. Um, I have with me David Stewart. I'm excited for this conversation. I have been a fond fan for a while, and um, we share kind of the same space. And so today I'm psyched to get kind of a male perspective on things. And I also just want to talk to David about his journey, this whole thing around Aegis and and how this all happened and your new podcast, which I think is like, what, 10 episodes in or something like that?
1: Yeah, something like that. That's right.
0: All right. So welcome, David. I'm so happy you're here.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, All right. Let's just get started by, you know, simply saying, all right, give us a 60 second glimpse into you your photography career, all that great stuff.
1: (laughs) You love uh, it, 60 seconds. 60 seconds, okay. Uh, I went to school, I got a degree in mechanical engineering. I didn't like that because you sat in a chair too much. So I became a photographer, I got to move around, meet pretty girls and travel around the world. That was a better gig. So um, I did that for a long time. lived in Paris, worked for the magazines, lived in New York, worked for the magazines, did like a thousand advertising campaigns, started Ageist as really a curiosity and an investigation about four or five years ago. And then we started the super age podcast about three months ago.
0: I love it. I love it. I watched your Ted talk. I've watched it. Your TEDx talk many times. I'm actually, mine's going on tomorrow. Um, you know, the platform's all virtual now this year oh, so right. crazy but hey that's all right that's the world we're living in yeah. um so i heard now correct me if i'm wrong um when you started Aegis, you really weren't planning on on doing it right it was kind of like uh all right it,
1: yeah i'm not one of those people i don't uh, i either. don't really plan like that it's just yeah. sort of like oh let's go over here because this is kind of interesting let's see what's going on
0: yeah yeah but take me back to that moment when you're you know you're photographing younger people in their 20s you know i mean i have kids that age and it's like and what was that was that just a moment of okay you know like this over 50 crowd has kind of got it going on like you know they're contributing to society in ways that are amazing
1: well yeah there was you know what what, there was like a cultural dysmorphia so you know the way that i feel um, versus the way I'm presented in the media, uh, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand, there's this like obsession with, you know, at that point, millennials, um, and um, and you know, younger people, and like, right. why? Why is that?
0: Yeah, it's it's fascinating. You know, I have a similar story in that I'm I'm sitting, you know, in my house at at fifty, and it's quiet. And I'm like, okay, this is not typical. You know, I mean, I have a husband, I have three kids, but a different season all of a sudden. And I was kind of at that moment, which now I, you know, my demographic for the last year has been mainly women. And we're talking about, you know, this, this, almost this, this feeling of being completely stuck. Um, You know, it was like, for me, I was standing there and I had this map and I was like, I have all these experiences, but they've kind of been on hold. And now where do I go? So I'm curious if you kind of have, you know, do you feel that perspective as a man as well? Or do you think it's different? I
1: th- well, um, there's, there's no gender equality in age. Right. <laughs> there's great gender divergence. Um, and, you know, people as they reach different points of time um, at different ages, it the the people diverge dramatically and it's not just gender it's like um you know what's uh your educational background your geography your your what's your health all these things really influence and it 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 becomes very different i think the the male female difference is um women just kick butt and the men recede the men are like a special needs group they're a disaster yeah. And I, I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know. I'm one of those, uh, I don't feel I'm in the disaster group, right and I, but it's like, you know, what we see is the women are leading everything. So they, we publish, Aegis publishes gender neutral. Yeah. Um, 60% of our readers are women. Our social channels go to about 90% female.
0: yeah
1: um, The women are who's starting the companies, they're starting the organizations. Right. They're out there pushing anything new. If you got a, if you got a product or a service, forget about the men. You want to promote it to the women, and they'll the men will slowly follow along. Um, you know why this is. I've spoken to a lot of smart people about this. Everybody's got a different theory. Right. I don't really know why. I just know, um, you know, what Gloria Feldman, who I interviewed, Gloria ran Planned Parenthood for a long time. Sure, and, you know she's an awesome human being, and I said, "What, you know, what's up with this, Gloria?" And she said, "Wow, well, maybe it's just the men because the men recede, the women step forward, hmm. um, and that seems like the simplest explanation before yeah. you get into all kinds of like hormones and other stuff."
0: Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, really interesting. Do you ever, Did you have those feelings like, okay, so you, so you launched this and it, it's amazing. I love following it. I love reading all of the interviews that you do. They're, they're just, they're fantastic. And, you know, it's interesting because you have a wide range of people. You have celebrities, you have real life stories. They're all encouraging. Um, did you ever have that feeling of just like, wow. How, where's this gonna go? Like, are people really gonna be interested in this? You know, those feelings of fear, did they ever set in for you? Well,
1: yeah, well, if, I mean, if you keep your bar low, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> there you go, there you go. It's
1: like, yeah. um, it, you know, we started out, um, we published a very primitive newsletter that went to, you know, like 50 of our friends. And our great ambition was that these 50 people would continue to be our friends. Right. So we weren't out to change the world, um, right. I'm, you know, and we just have sort of grown into this much bigger global thing now. Yeah, and, huge. and that's all really wonderful. Come
0: on, it is huge. Give yourself some props here. I mean, it really is. It's awesome.
1: Well, we're the, you know, we're now the me, I guess, in particular. Uh, you know, when the Wall Street Journal wants to know about this sort of stuff, they call me um, that's i kind of I'm, I'm the authority. Yeah, so. Exactly. Um, that's that's kind of cool. That's been really fun.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. So what's I mean, been, uh, well, you can't say what's your favorite interview because they're all different, and I, I can never yeah. answer that question either. But are there some that have just kind of stood out as being like, wow, that's really inspiring. Like, it's incredible.
1: I get, I get asked that a lot. It's, you know, the answer to that is probably what I ever did most recently. Like, yeah. it's always like yeah. – whatever I did in the last couple of weeks, that's like my favorite. That's your favorite. But yeah. <laughs> that's just me because I've done them, you know?
0: I know. Well, it's kind of how I feel too. And do you feel like after you get done with an interview, it's like, wow, like I learned something. For me, when I started this whole business and, and, and talking and, and doing all and speaking, you know, it was like, I was a novice again. It was like embracing this lifetime learning thing. And then when I would learn from others, And I think that's a big shift. That's, uh, you know, I I just, I thrive by, you know, learning from others and hearing these inspiring stories. I just sit back and I'm so grateful that they're sharing their voice and they're being brave. Because to be honest, you know, a lot of people that I've interviewed are like, wow, I've really never talked about that before. And then they see how that trickles down and resonates, that message resonates with other people and they feel empowered. It's fantastic. But, you know, for women, especially one thing I found, and I'm curious if you find this, collaboration is so much better now. I mean, over 50. Before it was more competitive, you know? I mean, when you're in your 30s, you're climbing the ladder, you're trying to get there the quickest or make the most money or whatever. And then all of a sudden the shift takes place, especially for women. And we're much more collaborative thinkers now. You know, we're learning from each other. I Do you see that or is that a difference?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> um, I've never had a regular job. So I right.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't really know,
1: uh, like yeah. office politics and competitiveness. It's just never
0: really, it was never I'm like that, talk about that. I,
1: I yeah. was like, ah. I, you know, I was a photographer. So the, the people I would compete against, I would never see, I would never right. talk to, they were just right. like kind of out there. And I would, I'd be like, Oh, that guy got the job and I should have gotten the job or whatever. But right. like, it's, I, I think, Maybe what you're describing is this sense of like um, there's a sense of freedom. Um, hmm. You know, me and Bobby McGee. Freedom's just another word for nothing less to lose, right? <laughs> so you know, people. Yeah. It's like so. You know, my fear level is lower. People's fear level is lower because, like, what are you gonna do to me? Like, whatever. <laughs> like, how bad is it gonna be? <laughs> I
0: think- Exactly, we are. We're we're more brave, you know. We're willing to go outside of our comfort zone, that type of thing, um, for sure. Um, so, where do you see Ageist going? Well, now you launched the podcast, which I think is awesome and is yeah, cool. I mean, you have these awesome conversations, and yeah. I don't know, you're doing a great job with it. I've listened, and I think you're you're
1: fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's um, you know, it's actually the the Super Age podcast comes out of doing Ageist interviews for five years. Yeah. So I'd never, like, when when we started, and I had an editorial director who was doing these, and then there came a point where I had to do them. So I bought the Barbara Walters biography, and it's like
0: really, I yeah, that
1: it's like yeah, it's like that he's good at this. how does she do this?
0: (laughs) That is awesome. That is market research at its best, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah, totally. she,
1: She was really good, and I so I sort of took some notes about like how do you how did she you know like. How do you interview the head of the PLO? Like, how do you do this? Yes. And so I I learned a little bit, and then I I would. It was very kind of clunky in the beginning, but um, now it's very easy for me, and yeah. I feel really. Comp- like one of the things from being a photographer is that, like, I was never really. A- I mean, advertising was one thing, but like when you work for a magazine. Right. You're never taking pictures of like the only people they send you to take pictures of or someone who's like really notable, like for some reason, like they're famous or infamous, they're something about them. Right. And, and you sort of learn that like the differences between the spectrum is a lot tighter than people think. Yeah. So the good people really aren't that good and the bad people really aren't that bad. And everybody's just sort of, you know, very tightly in the center here. Right. And And so, you know, as a photographer, people would talk to me because um, there was no risk on their part. Like, I wasn't recording the conversation. I was the guy just sort of, like, making them look good. So we, like, banter about whatever. And, you know, I I learned from that that, you know, celebrity and, like, you know, like, you win a Nobel Prize. Okay, that's great. You know, you're, you're Mike Tyson. You're great. That's okay. That's great. Or, you know, you're a movie star. Okay, whatever. It's there isn't that much difference there. You know, it's kind of like we're all the right. same. I, I do think, you know, one of the things with Aegist is we stay away from celebrity um, because on the one hand, there's just too much of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, celebrity is very, very difficult to deal with editorially because they are the product. Right. So they are speaking a product brand line when you're speaking to them and they do these sort of things like constantly. And they've got a rap, they got a story. They just kind of go down into this thing and it's very uncomfortable for like, if I say to them like, Oh, okay, that's great. You know, whatever. But tell me about this and you kind of go off script. I love it. The whole thing just, it, it gets really like weird. Right. So, Um, I, I tend to like, you know, like we did, uh, last week on super age, we did Carrie Otis. So like Carrie, um, was very, you know, front page tabloid news in the nineties and like quite a colorful, like nearly fatal (laughs) lifestyle. Um, but she's out of that now. Right. So she's like super easy to talk to. But would I be interested in talking to Carrie Otis at 23? Well, probably not. Probably not. Um, the, so I think it's just, you know, most people, people like to be listened to. Yeah. They like to feel that they're important. Yes. And they like exactly. to be noticed. Yeah. And it's um, that's something i learned from doing all the interviews at Aegis, is people, like you said, they'd be like, You know, the end of the interview, it's sort of like psychotherapy. Right. Um, And it's just really paying attention to another human being and saying like, like, hey, that's like, like this thing that you do is like super cool. Like, how do you do this? Yes. Tell me about this. And, and just the act of doing that, the appreciation of the other person. um, Most people are really grateful for that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Isn't that true? Yeah. And the way it affects other people. I mean, especially right now in this pandemic and you know everybody's home and they're thriving on, you know, they're looking for, they're searching for community. People thrive on that community and those powerful connections. Um, I interviewed a woman who, you know, son had a stroke unexpectedly at 18, Division one soccer player, and her life completely changed. She was now, you know, 50 and a caregiver for this son who has locked in syndrome and has two other children and she talked about it I still get goosebumps just because she shared her story and all of a sudden it unfolds into all of a sudden oh well such and such my neighbor the same type of thing it's just it's amazing so I applaud what you're doing I think it's fabulous I love it keep Thank going you. keep inspiring and um, so one question I ask everybody yeah is, uh, if you were sitting on the couch and you look over and there's 30 year old David what advice would you give him?
1: are you doing fine? It's like, I, I think that I love that I'm sort of opposed to that that. whole line of thinking like that, like, well, what would you tell your 20 year old self? Right. Like nothing. Um, because that's how I got to where I am now. So it's, um, you know, Leslie Blodgett is one of my friends and she wrote this book called pretty good advice. And she talks there about how she gave up the idea of regret. that that just like let that go. go. And she, and so, but she's, she, she holds to the idea of mistake. So mistakes are the things that we learn from, but you don't get to learn from the mistake unless you make the mistake. right? Right. So I, I sort of feel like for me, I, um, I have this idea that, um, you know, I've, uh, I have this like little buddy that I take with me. So um, the little buddy is where all of those things that I was told in high, the nasty things that people told me in high school or all those sort of like bad, like, Oh, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this, or you'll be shamed if you do this, or something terrible will happen. So people, you know, are like, Oh, you have to push that away. Well, no, that's like part of me, right? That's like how I got here. So it's with me all the time. What I need to do is to just, like that 30 year old that I've got with me, uh, you know, I, my job is to continue edu- educate him and, and just be like, come on, little buddy. It's going to be okay. Like, you know, like when I went out, and I did my Ted talk, like that was absolutely terrifying. It was like 4,500 people in the cameras yeah. and ah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'd
1: yeah. never done anything like that. And so afterwards, you know, I could say to my little buddy, it's like, Hey, we're okay, man. You right. survived. Yes. Okay. We can do there's more that we can do and it's it's not so much thinking about my younger self it's thinking about those messages that my younger self is still with me and educating that and saying that hey the possibilities of what we can do here are greater that i know you want to limit me i know you want to keep me scared but um, that's okay. You can be like that, but we're still going to do this thing anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that. That's fantastic. I, your little buddy's awesome. Man, awesome. <laughs> awesome. I can picture yeah. him. I can picture Constantly him.
1: throwing yeah. tantrums. No, no, we're not, we can't do that. No.
0: <laughs> were you really terrified last thing? Because I know you got to run, but last thing, were you really terrified when you stood on that stage? Because
1: Scariest you'll, thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had
0: to record mine, it, so I, it's not quite the same experience. It will be next year because it gets to be live. But really, because you looked yeah. calm, cool, collected, like I oh got- my
1: god, oh my god. I mean, I've done some really s- s- scary stuff, yeah. but this was just. Yeah. So um, I rehearsed it maybe two hours a night for three months. Yeah. So I knew my thing. Yeah. Like I, I had it dialed, but. Like when you're up there, you're, you're in the wings. It's a big theater. uh, And you just do not, because it's recorded for eternity. Right. So you do not want to be the person who goes out there and loses their shit and just freezes or starts crying or like, Oh, whatever. Like it happens. right? I'm with you. Yeah. So I, I, it was like, you get that like tap on the shoulder and it's go time and you go out on that stage and you're in that red circle. And what you don't see in that video is so I've got a clicker in my right hand and I'm kind of gesturing my left hand. And I've got these pictures coming up behind me. Okay, that's great. The clicker stops working at about four minutes. It just stops. And I'm pushing the buttons on it. Nothing's happening. And then I just sort of turn to the tech people. It's like, uh, not, not working. And they, they do whatever tech people do. And it starts to work again. And, you know, I, I continue with my talk. And they cut that they cut that out of the video but i i knew the thing so well like I, I i swear to god amy you could have you could have hold me by my ankles and like swung me over that crowd and i could have given that talk like there was nothing that could have disrupted me right and so i just kind of went through the whole thing and people were like yeah yeah whatever and you know i got off and i was like sh- i was shaking i was just like <laughs>
0: I can imagine. Yeah, it's not working. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I would have told everybody to go to minute four and watch that, but they ended it out. So <laughs> oh, I love it. Absolutely, yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. I Absolutely. Doing. Thanks, Amy. I'll link everything to the episode notes, and we'll stay in touch.
1: Okay. Thanks so much for having me on today.
0: You bet. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with David. It was really great to have him on and share a little bit about his mission and his journey. his eyes, And also to get a man's point of view, I thought it was a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoyed it and you'll check out AGIST on Instagram, on Facebook, and as well as ageist.com. I also want to just remind you to check out my website, fearlesslyfacing50.com. And you can go to the mentorship program and see if it's something that you would like to learn more about. You know, if you're on your journey and you're thinking, I need a little bit of clarity, a little bit more focus as to what to do next, or you're feeling stuck, you know, that feeling of stuck actually has to be a feeling of, of gratefulness, to be honest, because you know what? You've got to be grateful that you're stuck, because to get unstuck, you know there's something fabulous and great out there for you. So like I always say, be good to yourself. Reach out to someone you haven't to in a while this week, and also just go forth and be awesome. We'll be in touch soon.